Because the truth is that people don't really think about their ambivalence until it's almost too late. I'm going to say that again. The seeds of marital ambivalence lie in lack of personal fulfillment. Welcome to another episode of Rich in Relationship. And we have been talking about the toll of marital ambivalence. And today's episode is called Stuck in the Middle with You. And it's all about what ambivalence about our marriage, our relationship, our partnership does to us, what it does to our interactions with other people and how it impacts the relationship itself. Because the truth is that people don't really think think about their ambivalence until it's almost too late. And that is until they're thinking about getting separated or thinking about getting divorced. But the truth is that marital ambivalence starts much, much earlier, way, way before those lines are drawn. Let's talk about how that ambivalence first, about how that ambivalence can be uh, hidden, you know, and how it shows up. And I think the, the way that it shows up is that we don't know that the ambivalence is about the, whether the ambivalence is about the relationship or the marriage itself. And because the way that it shows up is that the team, the partnership is under life stressors, right? So what happens is a major life stressor shows up like, oh, I don't know, having kids, right? That is actually the typical life stressor that shows up and it's something that's joyful, right? You've got this child in your life, or maybe you've got your second child in your life, and it's like, it's awesome. They're beautiful. They're wonderful. You're engaged, but <laughs> you're also overwhelmed, financially stressed, not getting enough sleep, not having any time to put into the relationship itself, right? Because everything that both of you are investing is into those kids. And because in that circumstance, the relationship is not being nurtured, it starts to deteriorate. And let's be honest, not only is the relationship not being nurtured, but the individual's needs, the individual development, the growth of each individual to some extent gets stymied under those circumstances also. Because what are we doing when we have kids? We are sacrificing for them. And let me tell you what I mean by that. It is normal and natural for parents to sacrifice self-care for their children. In nature, when a plant is under stress and it goes to seed, it will put all of its energy into those seeds and sacrifice itself for those seeds to launch, right? That is what our instinctual directive is when it comes to children. Launch, launch those kids. If we have to die, launch those kids. Right? And we're not thinking it. It's not like his parents were sitting there thinking, oh my God, I've got to stop going to the gym. Oh my God, I've got to stop eating right. Oh my God, I've got sleep. Who needs that? We're, we're not thinking that. It's what happens. And as our individual care erodes and as our nurturing of one another in the relationship erodes, naturally what comes up is ambivalence. We're tired. We're not eating well. We're sacrificing the things we love for these children. And when that happens, parts of ourselves go into rebellion. 
When that happens, parts of ourselves are saying, when do I get taken care of? Parts of ourselves are saying, when do I get mine? When are we going to have some fun again? How long do we have to do this? And that's not conscious either. That's on an unconscious level. And the seeds of ambivalence lie in lack of personal fulfillment. I'm going to say that again. The seeds of marital ambivalence lie in lack of personal fulfillment. Wow, I just totally, totally broke away from my whole outline for this for this episode. But this is what happens with the people that I'm working with, right? The outline doesn't matter. What matters is real life. And so when we're in that place where our personal care is degraded and where we're starting to be ambivalent unconsciously about the relationship, what is the toll? The toll is stress. The toll can be anxiety. Stress is about tension that we're feeling about the now, right? Stress about where are we going to get the money? Stress about how am I going to go to work and take care of my children? Anxiety about the future. What's going to happen to my children if I can't show up for them? What's going to happen to my job if I can't give 100%, right? We're going to have a possibility of being depressed, a possibility of being less functional. Maybe we'll find ourselves escaping into substances, alcohol. Maybe we'll find ourselves escaping into relationships that we know are not good for us or for our marriage. Our sense of self-worth and our confidence is going to come down. Sustained ambivalence will erode our sense of self-worth, right? A sustained ambivalence is where we say we want one thing, but we feel like we want another. We say we want to be in a partnership, happily married, raising kids together, creating a future together, but the, the now feels so stressed and strained, we're having trouble seeing why the F anyone would want to create a future with that person. How could they allow this to happen? How could they allow my life to get so stressful? But when we're under siege, we're more under stress, when we are exhausted emotionally, that is when we slip into survival mindset. That is when we slip into blame, frustration. That is when everything becomes their fault. Oh, maybe not all the time, just some of the time. But that is what opens the door for real personal individual loss and relational loss. On the individual side, we start to question ourselves. We stop trusting ourselves when we become ambivalent about our relationship because we chose this person. We chose this situation. We chose this stage of relationship. And yet we feel like we're failing at it or we feel like we're not succeeding in our marriage. I mean, we may be succeeding in other areas, but not in our marriage. We may be succeeding with the children, but not in our marriage. We may have given up the relationship so we could succeed in the children. We may have given up the relationship so we could succeed in life. But still, the relationship at one time was what was central. And so we stopped trusting ourselves. Maybe I picked the wrong person. Wait a minute. Yeah, when both people are under stress, a thought is, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Is this the person that I married? The person that I married loved me and nurtured me and cared for me. This person barely can keep all the balls in the air, right? And then we really start to question. And that's 
when the ambivalence starts to move to the surface from the unconscious. That's when we move into, maybe I need to start looking elsewhere. All right, so we've talked about the personal toll, but have we really talked about the relational toll? The relational toll is when we're experiencing ambivalence and we're not fully cognizant of it, we will be communicating with two minds to the other person. Want to have sex? Starts to have a whole new meaning to the other person. They're like, what? You just want to boff? Or do you really care about me? What are you thinking about here? Right? Ambivalence shows up in our communications as saying the right things with the wrong emotion underneath it. Ambivalence emotionally shows up as a disconnect, a chasm where there are feelings that are unresolved and that are leaking out on the side. Maybe little sarcastic remarks, cynical remarks, snide remarks, maybe out and out attacking the other person. And intimacy, listen, it, I'm not talking about sex necessarily. Intimacy where you feel close to each other. When one or both of you are emotionally ambivalent, the more ambivalence there is, the less intimacy there is. Why? Because intimacy is founded in trust and empathy and caring communication. When we're in ambivalence, we have difficulty communicating in a way that's caring. It's hard to be in touch with that caring part when the other parts, there's another part that isn't caring. And therefore, it's difficult to maintain trust. We're having trouble trusting ourselves. How did I get into this situation? How did I allow this to happen? Who is this guy? Who is this woman? How did, how did I end up with them? How did I get here? Right? Hard to trust others when we can't trust ourselves. And empathy? Nope. No empathy involved. Right? We become in survival mind. We become self-centered and narcissistic. Or they become self-centered and narcissistic when we're not. And it becomes more and more difficult to connect. And so intimacy becomes less and less. So what's the ripple on our daily life? The impact on our social life? One outcome might be that we retreat from social engagements due to marital strain. We just don't have them. Another outcome, and this is a more common one, is that when we go to social events, that ambivalence starts to come out. Where two people, a couple maybe talk, you and your partner may be talking to someone and you say one thing and your partner contradicts you or mocks you or says something cynical about what you're saying or vice versa, all right? Those, that's the more likely outcome. You and your partner go to a family event, right? Where there's permission to let it all hang out. Maybe you get a couple of glasses of wine and you know, the two of you start going at it, right? That's by the way, we are, it's 10, 10 as I record this, we are coming up on the holiday season. Watch out, right? If you are feeling ambivalent, watch out. If you're feeling ambivalent, have strategies for working around that. By the way, we are going to be doing a challenge, a live challenge, or maybe we're not going to call it a challenge. Maybe it's going to be a workshop. It's going to be the surviving the holidays workshop for marriages that are potentially on the rocks or people who are ambivalent. This could be you. And it's going to be first week in November. So check the website, richinrelationship.com for more. 
or reach out to me and ask about it. Um, there might be some parenting challenges. Your children may find that you say one thing and your partner says another. You say, you know what? You didn't do your homework, so you can't have any screen time tonight. And I'm leaving you with dad. Uh, I'll be back later. And you come back and find them watching a show together. And dad says, you know, I thought we could stop the screen time another day. It was just too hard to take care of them without the screens today. Right? Just total disconnect. Uh, ambivalence can show up that way. Ambivalence can show up with the children as the children looking for ways to play you against each other. Oh, well, mommy said this. Oh, well, daddy said that. All right, we're going to do the whole next episode in this podcast is going to be about the toll on the children, right? Children caught in the middle or collateral damage. That's what the next podcast episode is going to be about. So watch out for that. All right. And the worst part is that when you are openly ambivalent, consciously ambivalent about your marriage, it will impact your work performance. Um, there are phenomenal statistics out there on how a person who is questioning their marriage, their work performance drops by about 40%. But not only that, they bring down everyone in that they work with. Uh, they're spending a lot more time on monitoring their texts, on calls. They're spending a lot more time engaged in this ambivalence and trying to figure out what to do. And actually, there could be increased absenteeism during due to these personal struggles, or you might even lose your job or quit your job as a result. So the ripple effect of marital ambivalence is tremendous. And we used to run a program for employers to help them help people who had marital ambivalence during the pandemic because the cost is so high. All right. So now you know the subtlety of marital ambivalence. Now you know what the impact is personally. You know what the impact is on the relationship, what the impact is on the kids, and what the impact can be on your work. You have a, a bird's eye view of what could be coming up in the holidays. Let me tell you some stories about people who we've worked with who had marital ambivalence. Um, we have worked with so many couples that have marital ambivalence. It's kind of um, was a mainstay in the pandemic and something we still do. I got an eight to 10 week program that helps couples work through this ambivalence and realign their values and figure out where they're going. And it is not unusual for the problem really to be simply that they're, they've gotten so stuck on not taking care of themselves individually and not nurturing the relationship and that the, and centrally that they have a major communication problem as a result, that once the communication problem is resolved, once they drop out of the sort of negative, toxic, uh, dynamic conversation argument that goes nowhere and learn how, again how to talk again to each other about what's important to them, speaking from their own emotions instead of speaking from blame, really learning to make sure that they're hearing the other person and making sure that their values are the same, even if they're not in the same order, that they have the same values and that those values are shared and applied to the choices they're making in their life. Very often that ambivalence can actually be dissolved, right? Because the way ambivalence sets in is there's an interruption to individual care and relational care, and it ripples out through the rest of their lives. But couples don't have the tools that they need 
to unravel that knot. And so the programs that we've given to couples have helped them to unravel that knot. And so what I'm telling you is, if you're experiencing marital ambivalence, if both partners are willing to engage in conversation about it, it is possible to work through this together and get into a place that feels more aligned, that feels like you're going to the same place, that feels like you're sharing in the same dreams again. And if that's something you're curious about or you want to know more, more about, reach out to us, uh, direct message me, comment, and we will reply. Um, I want to thank you all for listening. Uh, I want to thank you all for subscribing and stay tuned for the next episode, which is, again, it's going to be all about the real cost of marital ambivalence on children and the position it puts them in. Look forward to hearing from you, seeing you, and sharing with you in the future. And thank you for coming to this episode of Rich in Relationship.